Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Step aside this moment and ask you to take your place. Wear me as a hand glove and express yourself really through me. As I bring every ear, every heart, every soul, every spirit under the sound of my voice to you. That you will encounter us, that you will heal all, that you will save all, that you will deliver all, that you will strengthen and establish the saints. I will return all glory and honor to you, Father. Jesus name. Glory to God. Let's welcome all our friends across the globe, everyone. The presence of God in the house is reaching you wherever you are. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. Good morning, sir. Thank you, brother. Kunle uh, for that. The Lord continues to refill and replenish in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome home from Thanksgiving holidays. Hey. I knew that uh, many turkeys lost their lives last weekend. But thank God for those two turkeys that the president pardoned. If they knew what other turkeys suffered, praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody say, Remember. Always remember, as if Brother Kunle peeped into the message today. Somebody say, always remember. Always remember. You know, human beings, we tend to forget so easily. We always forget so easily. We always forget the goodness of God. We always, the moment we, I need, we go to God. We cry, we ask, and he answered us, and that's it move on to the next project. David, the man I love so much, is calling our attention this morning to always remember. Remember his goodness. Remember his faithfulness. Remember all his benefits. Remember all that he has done for you. Praise God. Can you go with me to the book of Psalm 1? Before we go to Sam, I want you to declare this with me. This is who I am. Who I am. By the blood of Jesus Christ. I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally forgiven. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed. And cannot be caused. You're not hearing yourself. I want you to repeat this after me. This is who I am. By the blood of Jesus, I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally forgiven. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed and cannot be cursed. You must have you must have this consciousness of who you are, your true identity. Because if you know who you are, ninety-eight percent of your problem is solved in life. Because you can stand anywhere in the world. Praise God. You will not be intimidated. 
So go with me to the book of Psalm 103. David is telling us this morning. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. To bless is to praise. Amplify classic say, affectionately bless him. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. Bless and what? Affectionately. Praise him, O my soul. And all that is deep within me, bless his holy name. Every fiber of my being, everything that is within me, commanded to do what? Affectionately. Not paying lip service. Not what? Paying lip service. But to what? Affectionately. Praise the Lord. Why? Then he went further, verse 2. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. And do not forget any of his benefits. King James Version says, and forget not all his benefits. New King James Version. And forget not all his benefits. Not some of it. All. I always tell us in this house, when you wake up in the morning and the sole of your feet hit the floor of your bedroom because that's your first contact. What do you say? Lord, thank you for the gift of life because life is a gift. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of health. Health is a gift. Health is not because you exercise. 24 hours of the day, you exercise 16 hours out of the 24 hours. Health is it's a gift. It's not because, oh, I eat very well. I'm a dietitian. I eat very well. I don't eat anyhow. But we have seen and we have heard of people that eat very well. They are dietitians that are coach, right? That lead people to exercise. And yet they end up with cancer. There was one of the ladies that was saying on the television, I did this, I did that, I did that. Where's the place of God? So where did it come from? Life is a gift. Always remember, as long as you live, life is a gift. Health is a gift. Salvation is a gift. The Bible says salvation is not a reward of the good work we have done. Salvation is a gift through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that loved us so much that He died for us. Jesus became our sin. Jesus went to hell so that we will not go to hell. So you are not the son of my voice. You have not made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. I plead with you to receive him today. He became your sin. He went to hell so that you will not go there. But if you refuse to receive him, 
when you die, you will find yourself in hell, but don't blame him. It's a gift. So he sent me to tell us this morning, always remember. You know, many of us, because we are used to God, we come to church, we are used to everything that goes on in the church. You know when Pastor Fred is going to come in, you know when Brother Kule will finish ministering and the choir, you know. No. Always remember. Be conscious of his goodness. Have it in your mind. Don't forget. Don't take it for granted. He said one ministry from January to date. So many have died. But here you are. Not because you are better than them, morally speaking. Not that because you are better than them, more, uh, you are more faithful than them. No. No, Lord, because you are more spiritual than them. No. The Bible said to us that it is of his mercies that we are not consumed. So, always remember. Always remember. Life is a gift. Health is a gift. Salvation is a gift. Always remember. Always remember that no matter how powerful you are, no matter the office you occupy, no matter how much you have in the bank, no matter the volume of your real estate and your financial investment, you are not the owner of your life. Always remember that your money cannot buy life. That your influence cannot buy life. Your power, political, economic, social power cannot buy life. The life you have is a gift. And listen to me, when you have this consciousness, and we know this and understand this, you, number one, you will respect that life you have. You will appreciate that life you have. You will be grateful to God that for that life you have you will not be because many of us we don't appreciate the life that we have we mess up the life we treat the life anyhow some of us with addiction of drug, addiction of alcohol, addiction of sex, addiction of nicotine. Because we don't appreciate that life that we have. He sent me to you this morning on this last Sunday of November. 2023, wherever you are under the sound of my voice, always remember the life that life you have is not your own. The life you are having and enjoying is not your own. You are not the owner. The Bible says, when God created man from the dust, 
right? Man becoming mannequins. Without the life of God, a man. You are what? Nothing but what? A mannequin. No matter how pretty you are, no matter how handsome, no matter how many parts you have, you are nothing but dust. So when you understand this, you will be you will appreciate this life that God has given to you. In appreciating the life, you will be grateful and appreciate the source of this life that you have, the giver of life that you have. That life you're having. Thank God for medical science. Who gave medical science the knowledge and the understanding? Is the giver and the source of life. He sent me to tell us, say, always remember. David said, say, David said here, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget, always remember. Be conscious of God's benefits in your life. Be conscious of his goodness to you. The song right his goodness is chasing after, chasing after me. His goodness is running after me. Psalm 73, I love verse 1. God is truly good to me. Truly. The devil have lied to you. You under the sound of my voice that God hates you. No, God is truly good to you. That's why he gave his son to die for you. He didn't wait for you to clean up yourself. He didn't wait for you to detox yourself. He died for you. He became your sin. And gave you his life. His righteousness. He went to hell. So that you will not go to hell. For greater love have no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for his friend. Can you see how much he love you? You have to be conscious of God's love for your life. Be conscious of God's goodness to you. Remember, always remember. Always remember. Verse 3 says, Who forgives all your iniquities? Who forgives all your iniquities? All your sins. All your sins. He did not just forgive all your sins. The Bible says he erased it out of us. He took your sins. He became your sin and died in your place. It took, it became your sin and gave you his righteousness. You have to be conscious of this. You have to remember always. We're not talking about relations. Somebody says it's a call to relationship. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about relationship. 
Somebody say it's a call to relationship. You're not even hearing yourself. It's a call to relationship. Relationship is no relationship where there is no fellowship and communication. We read in Amplified Version, it says, bless and affectionately what? Praise the Lord. It's not a religious call. It's a, a call to relationship. Wherever you are, if you are in an affectionate, intimate relationship with him, wherever you are, he is there with you. You will maintain that intimate relationship with him. You will not lead anyone to run after you because you know and understand this relationship, the value of this relationship. Somebody say, always remember. Always remember that he has forgiven all your sins. Not so. Isaiah Isaiah made this clear to us Isaiah chapter 53 verse number 4 and 5 can you give it to me in New King please Isaiah chapter 53 from 3 to 5. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we did, we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. That he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Look at it. Hundreds of years Isaiah prophesied it before Jesus was born. And when Jesus was born, Peter telling us, Paul writing to the Ephesian church. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In him, Jesus, who bore, the bore is to carry. Praise God. He carried. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. His blood did it for us. Took it all from us. In him we have redemption. That is our deliverance and salvation through his blood which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the righteous riches of his grace. Complete pardon. Jesus did not do an incomplete work in our lives. 
My dad always say, he did a what? A completely complete, perfectly perfect. You cannot add to it. You cannot subtract from it. You have to have this consciousness. Somebody say, oh, Lord, remember. Because the enemy, the accuser of the death of the brethren, will always do his work, right? When he come to you and pitch on your shoulder, say, are you sure you're forgiving? That's why we make all the declaration before we preach. His blood did it for us, not because you are righteous, uh, religiously speaking, because of your sacrifice. No, we didn't earn it. We didn't labor for it. It's a gift. It's a total package. The day we receive Jesus, we receive everything he paid for. We receive our redemption, our deliverance, salvation, forgiveness of sin, everything. And we become one with him as he is, so we are. Praise God. Always remember. Because when you remember this, when you are conscious of this, and remember what he did for you. Nobody will tell you to love him wholeheartedly. Nobody to, will tell you to be faithful to him. Nobody will tell you to go all the way for him. You look at your life. You see all he did for you. See where he brought him from. And see the future he has given to you. Funny, my dad will say you will go banana for him. That's it. Unfortunately, many people come to church, but they don't have this. They are not conscious of this. They don't know what Jesus did for them. David. When Davis was writing this, what he wrote, as a prophet, he projected into our day and see the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf. Somebody say, always remember. Verse 3 of Psalm 103. Who forgives all our iniquities? All means what? All, not some of it. That's why we always say, by the blood of Jesus, I am forgiven. The songwriter said, I'm forgiven and accepted. You were condemned and rejected. You see, he was condemned and rejected while we are forgiven and accepted. He took our place. You and I, we are the one that did the sin. But he's the one that paid the time. You understand what I'm saying? We went to Rob in Parkway, Cop Parkway. Right? We went to Messi's and Rob took all the diamonds, all the rings, everything, the jewelry, shot down Cumberland. And we were arrested. And he came and said, no. I did it. And Fred O walked free. And he paid. He did the time. You know what I'm saying? He did not do it. 
friend, oh, did it. But he did the time. You understand what I'm saying? He went to jail. He paid for what he did not do. That's what he did for you. That's what he did for me. And David is telling us to always remember. So don't forget. Because man has a little, what I call a, the bad brain, you know, very small. We forget so easily. What we should remember, we don't. It is what we shouldn't remember that we remember. So that's why I come. He sent me to realign you and refocus you. Realign your thoughts and refocus your thought in the name of Jesus. Paul writing to the Philippians in, in, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Let's go there. We'll still come back to this. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. It says, Finally, brethren, I want to read that from New King James Version in the Amplified. Finally, brethren, what thi- whatever things are true, whatever means what? Whatever. Anything. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. Meditate and think on these things. The Amplifier says, finally, finally believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, one worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word on the line, it could be naturally right, morally right, right? But it's not confirmed by the word of God. It goes against the word of God. Right? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Naturally, morally speaking, it's right. But it goes against the word of God. You shouldn't permit it. Because the word is our standard. Praise God. Hence he said, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, what what unworthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure, whatever is wholesome, whatever is lovely, and whatever that brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there's any excellence, if there's any thing worthy of praise think continually on these things center your mind on them and implant them in your heart now you look at it so this is what the baseline with which we judge every other thing the things we allow and permit into our system into our mind into our thought pattern praise God I said that God sent me to realign your thoughts, to realign your focus, 
this morning. Praise God. To realign. So you have to remember. Someone say remember always. Always remember. We'll go back to to that Psalm 103. Verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities. So he sent me to let you know that all your sins are forgiven. Not some of them. You have to have this consciousness. Praise God. You are forgiven. Because if you have the consciousness that you are forgiven, you will be free. You will not be condemned. Living and functioning in condemnation. You know what I'm saying? You'll be free. Not only that he forgives our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. Do you see this? He said, forgive your sins, then heal your diseases. Why did he put that that way? Because sin is the producer, the source of sickness and disease. You understand what I'm saying? Sin is a source, is a producer. Sickness, disease, poverty, fear, everything evil are all byproducts. Somebody say byproducts of sin. So Jesus dealt with the sin force. So the moment he dealt with sin, he in the, at the same time dealt with everything that sin ever produces. Praise God. He dealt with everything that sin ever produces. Praise God. Praise God. Anything that is not the will of God and the purpose of God for you. Anything that is not in line with the word of God is a byproduct of sin. You know what I'm saying? And it has been dealt with. He did it, not some, all. He did what? All. He did what? All. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Somebody say, always remember. First Peter chapter 2, 24. Look at it. Remember we read Isaiah 53 from 3 to 5, right? First Peter chapter 2 verse 24, Peter himself confirming what Isaiah said. Who himself? Do you see that? He said who himself? Who himself? Who himself? He was talking of Jesus Christ. You understand what I'm saying? Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree? Right? He bore, he carried it to boys to what? To carry. He took it and carried it away. You know what I'm saying? He 
your sin, he took my sin and carried it away on his body and nailed it to the cross. Every sin that you have committed or ever will ever commit have been dead to, has been taken away. You know what I'm saying? He has been carried away. But pastor, you say, if he has carried away, why is it that sometimes I lie? Is it that sometimes I lie? That is where the Bible told us to renew our heart, our mind with the word of God. To renew means to reprogram. You understand what I'm saying? Because this earth, this world, is not redeemed yet. It's not saved. Right? Your body, your physical body is not redeemed. It's not saved yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is not the body that is going to go to glory, to go to heaven with us. This was the body Jesus had when he came out from the womb of Mary. You know what I'm saying? The same body that Jesus had when he came out from the womb of Mary. This is the same body. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 2. We are coming back here. But let's tie up that. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through that he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Praise God. Now, now look at it. New Living Translation of verse 14. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. You know what I'm saying? The Son also became flesh and blood for only as a human being could he die and only by dying could he break the power of the devil I don't like that translation break I, I, if you break you can put it together but when it's destroyed and dissolved you can't put it together that's why I choose the King James and the Amplified you know what I'm saying Jesus took the body he came to this world with the same body that you and I have it. And that same body is what he went to the cross with. On that body, he carried your sin. He carried my sin. I went to the cross and paid the price. John 19, 30 says, it is finished. You understand what I'm saying? Every, every sin dealt with, died, was buried, went to grave death with the issues there and when everything is settled what happened he resurrected if there were sin that he did not pay for he wouldn't have resurrected did he resurrect did Jesus resurrected Easter is a proof that he resurrected Easter is a testimony that is resurrected Christmas is a testimony that he was born right 
flesh and blood, right? But look at it. If you go to John chapter 21, when he resurrected, he came out with another body, glorified body. You understand what I'm saying? The body he resurrected with was not the same body he went to the cross with. He went to the cross with the same body you and I are carrying. But after he has paid with his blood, with his life, because life is in the blood, he took a glorified body. Somebody say glorified body. This is the body that you and I were going to have. Glory to God. This glorified body is a body you and I are going to have that we're going to live in forever. That is why as long as we are here before Jesus comes, this body is not yet redeemed. This body is not saved. That is why it can be attacked by sickness, attacked by disease. Right? Now where is my place? Your spirit is what is saved, redeemed, and delivered. So what do you do? You will feed your soul, your mind with the word of God and command, program your mind to align with what has been done for you by Jesus. Your redemption, praise God. The body will now align. You understand what I'm saying? When your, your spirit and your soul is one communicating to your body, you have been set free, you have been delivered. Sickness are not permitted to be here. You understand what I'm saying? It will go. But if you don't feed yourself, if you don't reprogram yourself with the word, you'll be functioning like the world. Yes, even though your spirit is saved, but you'll be living a defeated life. You know what I'm saying? And that's why many people are in church today. They live a defeated life. They suffer sickness and disease. Whereas Jesus has taken away. He carried. Praise God. Are we communicating this morning? He sent me to tell you to remember. Always remember. Somebody said, always remember. Now look at it. This body is what defeated Satan. Because this is the body that fell to Satan. You understand what I'm saying? That's why Jesus did not put on the glorified body to deal with the devil. Praise God. After he has defeated the devil, he picked the glorified body. Go with me to John. John chapter 20, I'm going to read a couple of translate um, a couple of verses from verse 1. Jesus died in verse, in chapter 19, was buried, right? Early in the morning, verse 1 of 20. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb 
early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Remember Hebrew 4, Hebrew chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 we read, New Living Translation. You know, the body dies, right? The glorified body does not die. You know what I'm saying? The glorified body is not limited. The glorified body, nothing can withhold the glorified body. It goes through the wall. The glorified body does not need etiquette to go from here to Japan. When you think you want to be in Japan, the moment you think it, you are there. You don't know the bliss that is awaiting us. That's why I tell people, you don't understand. A life free from stress, free from sorrow, free from pain, free from fear, free from struggle. Praise God. Mary went there. Now, when he got there, taking away the stone, then verse 2, then she ran and came to Simon. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's, let's, let me read it one more time for you to follow. Now, verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early Why it was still day, dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and told unto the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. The dead body of Jesus was laid in that tomb. They saw where he was buried. Now went in the morning, after three days, he went there. And he discovered the dead body is no more there. So what happened? So he ran to Peter. Peter therefore, verse 3, went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they report ran together and the other disciple attracted Peter and came to the tomb first. And he stooping down and looking in saw the leaning clothes lying there. Yet he did not go in. The first one that attracted Peter went there, came there, he saw but he didn't enter. Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. Peter blasted his way through into the tomb. And went into the tomb and he saw the linen clothes lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head. Not lying with the linen clothes. But folded together in a place by himself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also and he saw and believed for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead and Jesus I've already told them destroy this temple in three days I'll rebuild it and he plainly told them I think chapter 16 of John if I'm not mistaken that he will be killed and after day he will rise but they didn't understand the rather Peter say, oh, you are not going to die. Praise God. Flip down to 11. 
They left after they have seen nothing happen. So to them, church closed. They left. The church has not closed. The church has just started. Somebody said the church has started. And so I call in the children of the house from east, west, north, and south. The church has started. The Mary stood. Others left. Somebody say, always remember. Always remember. Have this consciousness in you. The Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid, had laid. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. The angel said, And when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Because this is the glorified body Jesus. Remember, not with the mortal body, the half flesh and blood. The flesh and blood have death finished his work. You know what I'm saying? Then Jesus asked her, said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? She supposing him to be the gardener said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Then Jesus now opened her mind and her understanding and speak the language she understand. Jesus said to her, Mary, She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Then there was light. When you receive light, fear goes. Are you hearing me? Confusion disappears. Intimidation disappears. Are you hearing me? Condemnation disappears. Boldness and confidence take over. And that's why he sent me to tell you this today. Always remember. All your sins have been forgiven. All. All your sickness and disease have been taken away. He took. Matthew 8, 17. He took. All. He took. You have to be conscious. You, it has to be deliberately intentional. Praise God. Deliberately what? Intentional. Our walk with God is a deliberate walk. You must be deliberate. You must be intentional. Praise God. Let me just finish with Mary, then I'll pause it. We'll pick it on next Sunday. Praise God. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher, Jesus said to her, look at it, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Do you see that? 
But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Praise God. Go to them. The body, the glorified body, he has not gone to heaven yet. To report. Praise God. Now, look at it. Go down, verse 19. After he has gone to heaven and reported, he came back. Remember, the disciples were afraid, all locked up in a room. Frozen, arrested with fear. Right? They could not go anywhere. Verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came in and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Doors and windows shut. Right? How did he enter? The glorified body. The glorified body. When he has said this, verse 20, he showed them his hands, his side, then his disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. You know, the fear disappeared. I said, when you receive light, what happened? Fear disappears. Boldness, confidence come. Praise God. Illumination produces boldness and confidence. And that's why you have to be deliberately intentional. Your word, the word of God, the place of God's word in your life. It is your life. The Bible, God's word is your life. That's your destiny. That's your future. You have to spend time to know. Because if you don't know the word of God, you don't know yourself. You don't know who you are. You don't know whose you are. You don't know what belongs to you. You don't know what you can do. So, permit me to say, you are not favoring Pastor Fred coming to church. You are not favoring Pastor Fred spending time in and with your Bible. No, you are not. You are doing yourself good. They were locked up. You understand me? So, we said that all our sins are forgiven. All sickness and disease taken away. Praise God. Let's go back to there where we'll pause. I will pick it up from here next Sunday. We're seeing verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? All. So if you know and understand no matter the name the doctor calls them, cancer, whatever, he has been taken away. Because the day he dealt with the sin, he dealt with all that the sin produced, right? Those of us that are old here, you, there was an oak tree right in front there by the step, right? During this winter, during this fall, before, the whole place is litter, right? The only one causing that was the other ones. The day we dealt with death, we will be free from them. But the pollen, the seeds, 
The leaves, everything is gone. Right? That's what Jesus did for us. Death with the source. Sin is the source of all evil. Sin is the producer of sickness, of hate, of disease, of fear, of poverty. They are all byproducts of sin. And I announce to you to have a dead to it. You don't have help. You're not, you're not supposed to suffer it. You have to know. You have to understand. You have to be deliberately intentional in discovering what is your right. So that's why he sent me to say, and forget not all his benefits. These are your benefits. Do you understand what I'm saying? All. Means what? All. Not some. We just dealt with verse 3. We'll pick it up next Sunday. Are you blessed? Don't forget. It's yours. He has dealt with it. Paid for. Fully paid for. A mom of blessed memory said, God forbid that you'll be in a, in a bus and you carry your luggage on your head. Right? You know what I'm saying? Jesus. Unfortunately, many people are in church. They are in the bus and they are carrying their heavy load. Whereas Jesus, the bus is to carry you and your load. He gave us total liberty, total freedom. That's why we say he delivered us. We'll get there next Sunday. Praise God. I want you to thank God for the word you have received. As the Holy Ghost to illuminate your spirit, your soul, your heart and mind. Light up your heart with his light. Flood your heart with light. Flood your eyes with light to see clearly who you are, who you are. Give you understanding, insight of his word. Praise God. I want you to pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, give me a burden, a hunger, and a deep test, unquenchable test, and desire for your word. For your word. Make me uncomfortable any day, any time. I didn't eat your word. Oh yeah, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. That's your life. Talk to him. Talk to him. Because the more of the word of God you have, the more powerful you become. And you under the sound of my voice, you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior. He has paid the price. He paid it all for you. He died. Jesus did it all for you. He took all your sins. He took all your sickness and diseases. All your pain, all your sorrow. He has taken them all. And he's giving you his life to enjoy. Free of charge. He suffered, bled, and died. He resurrected. I will look forward to that glorified body we were talking about. He put on that glorified body as an example for us. So we are looking forward to that glorified body. But you cannot enjoy that glorified body without first receiving him as Lord and Savior. Death have no power over that glorified body. It depends on where you want to spend eternity with. The glorified body, a 
in heaven or you spend eternity in hell fire. He doesn't want you to go there. That's why he went there. He went to hell for you. Yes, for you. Does he know my name? He knows. He brought you to this world. He created you. There's nothing about you Jesus don't know. Love for you took him to hell so that you will not go there. So I want you to say this prayer with all your heart and receive him as your Lord and Savior wherever you are. Thank you Jesus for loving me so much by giving your life to die for me. You took all my sins, all my disease, all my pain, all my sorrow and you gave me your life. You went to hell for me so that I will not go there. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Come into me. Live in me. Help me to live this life for you. I, I covenant from this day forward I will live for you all the days of my life. Help me. Grant me the grace and fill me with the Holy Spirit. Open my heart and my mind and my eye to your word so that I can know your word and understand what belongs to me. Thank you for saving me and setting me free. In Jesus' name. That's it, my friend. If you made this prayer sincerely and honestly, welcome to the greatest family. You are now a child of God. You are God's responsibility from today. And I want you to, let's take it further. Go to any Bible-believing church, wherever you are. Tell the pastor I sent you. And if you're here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, I make bold to invite you to Trem Atlanta, God's Embassy's Manor, 1611-1611, Roswell Street Manor, zip code 30080. We are here every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. I look forward to receiving you. Remember, he took all your sins. He took all your pain, all your sorrows, all your disease, and he gave you his life. Don't you ever forget this. God bless you. Somebody say, always remember. Always remember. We'll pick it up from here next week. Praise God. Always remember. He's paid it. So what do you do? Like I should say. Pick up that Bible. Thank God for today. The day we are living in. The, the Bible is everywhere. On your phone. On your tablets. The computer. Or the paperback. Anyone you like. The one you are used to. Go there. Read it. You discover. My dad Bishop Mike always said. When you discover you recover. There are many things we suffer. When we have no business offering it. Because we don't know. Hosea 4, 6 said. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Praise God. Now one of the benefits. We should always remember. Is the communion. The power of the communion. This is not a religious exercise. This is covenant. Are you hearing me? Covenant. When you understand this, you will dare anything. The blood and the body of Jesus. Right? His body broken. For the wholeness of our body and our lives. 
his blood, his life shed to give us life. Praise God. And covenant with him. So as we eat this, we activate the power of his body, the power of his blood, the power of the new everlasting covenant. He said we should do this always in remembrance of him. We remember Satan, you have no authority, you have no power, you have no place in our lives. Sickness and disease, no room for you. Praise God. So Father, we are grateful to you for who you are. I will thank you for the privilege to eat the body of Jesus and drink the blood of Jesus. As we eat the body today, Lord, we ask and declare, let the power of the body of Jesus, the power of the blood of Jesus be activated in every department of our being. Let the power of this new everlasting covenant be activated in every department of our being. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org 